salami. Oh, memories. Hi, everybody. This is Vanessa. This is the Bull and the Badger podcast. I'm Vanessa the Badger, specifically. And I'm April the Bull. And we don't remember why we're called that. Just go One day, it. one day, the origin story will emerge and it will be amazing. <laughs> but we have to make it up first. Um, so we are doing this podcast in connection with my documentary, The Laundromat, which hopefully will one day be in a theater near you. At the moment, I'm still kind of... Uh, seeing who wants to see it, like in film fests or nonprofits and just taking it around. But basically it's about, um, you know, the struggle for Asian Americans to, you know, speak about the different traumas or just the serious things that go on in our lives and how we can learn to start communicating with one another. Um, and even one day with our families, if we're so brave. Um, and I guess this podcast came from that. Basically, April and I are on the documentary together and we we get a chance to sit down and just have real conversations because that's what friends do. We have real conversations. Hopefully that's what you're doing with your friends. And I think uh, that's why we wanted to do a special topic uh, concerning friendship. Friendship. Um, Are there any friend songs you can think of uh, with the word friend in it? Friend like me. Yeah. Oh. Um, well... <laughs> <laughs> and then everything was sad. Um, also, you've got a friend in me. That's from Toy Story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy Newman. I never liked Toy Story as much as everybody does. I'm just kind of like, whatever about it. So ends our podcast everything because so ends our friendship. Crazy over Toy Story. <laughs> well, there's um, the, the, the Wonder Years theme. Oh, oh. Uh, with a little help from my, my friends. friends. Right. A lean on me. But does that have the word friend in it? Well, not in the title, but in the lyrics, right? But yeah, definitely a friend song. Or stand, like stand by me. Stand by. Or oh, boom, lean on me. Boom, boom, oh, lean on, boom, lean on me. Lean right? on me. When you're not strong, I'll, I'll be your friend. friend. Got it. <laughs> Who else is singing along? Um, so the other voice on our podcast here is our friend Eric. It's a two-parter, or at least it's the second episode that Eric is featured on because he is an amazing guest. Uh, just, Sorry just to amazing. everyone who preceded him. You just did not live up to you. Just kidding. Didn't measure up. No, you know what? We'll have repeat guests. But right now, um, we have Eric uh, captive. We've chained him to uh, my couch. And he's has to do another podcast. And, I mean, he's an expert in this specific area because we've all been f friends since high school. Um and if, if Nini were in the room, she'd say, um, elementary school, Vanessa. They'd be like, <laughs> oh, shoot, you're right. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think uh, when we talk about friendships, uh, first on a serious note, because um, one thing that, April, you covered in my documentary was how much your friends are a support system for you and how they kind of helped you just get through all your difficult moments in your life. And I think that you know we've both been blessed with the type of friends that um hashtag blessed hashtag <laughs> <laughs> hashtag for reals blessed just just 
you know, um, being able to be supported by them or accepted by them. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because uh, I think once you grow up and you meet new people and you get new circles or whatever, you discover new things about yourself. Like there isn't um, always a constancy or there, you're not always going to encounter as many people in your life who are as willing to go there with you. So when you find those people, they're rare and then you chain them to their couch, to your couch and then make them do a podcast with you. So (laughs) that's a natural order of things. That's, that's definitely the way. This has so many chains. So many people (laughs) chained to her couch. It's very uncomfortable. So many chains. It gets loud in here. (laughs) But, you know, I I feed some cookie butter, so. So either they they accept it or they don't. Cookie butter. I hate cookie butter. Well, um, just to start us off, uh, April, what are your first recollections of me? Oh, I didn't like you at first, and that's not the first time that this has come up on the podcast. But we just we, like to emphasize how much April actually hates me. <laughs> we were in the same English class in ninth grade, and um, I I didn't like you because you were smart. And I felt threatened by you, and I wanted to be the smartest person, especially in the English class. And... Uh, you knew some big words, and uh, you're also real sassy with the teacher. I remember that. And um, my he eventually did my not distrust like it. <laughs> of you grew into a friendship. Oh, I remember because at one point I think we were either sitting next to each other or just close to one another. And this is back in the day. Okay, we're gonna totally date ourselves. Please. This is back in the day when people carried around organizers. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I half-heartedly did. You had an organizer. It was a robust organizer. And um, I I kind of like, when we became friends, I sort of like flipped the organizer and was like commenting on stuff and then like wrote my number. And like, you know, this is what people did back in the day. We wrote each other's numbers down in like other people's like notebooks. And, and exchanged like glossy pics. <laughs> and exchanged glossy pics. And then that night, I remember you called me. <laughs> Damn. And you were like, hey, what's up? It's Vanessa. <laughs> what's wrong with me? And it was, no sense of decorum. <laughs> yeah, we least wait a day. That was the uh, inception oh, geez. of our friendship. One of my earliest memories organizers, of you, Brought to you by organizers. Yeah. <laughs> is how much the amount of doodling we did. But then you didn't just doodle. like You drew on like full-on pictures. And I remember for my birthday one time, I got a picture of myself from you. You did? I did? Yeah. Of what? And it was, it was me. Oh. You drew me. Was it like a funny picture or was it like a no, serious No, it picture? was like a portrait picture or really? something. Really? Yeah. Are you thinking of somebody else? No, I was like oh, okay. floored. I was like, oh. whoa, that's like so bold. Like, because I never had... <laughs> Slash <laughs> creepy. <laughs> well, it wasn't like you were like staring at me and it was like an angle from like behind where like I wouldn't have known if somebody was staring at me. But like you had taken Just one of my... bathroom window. <laughs> Things got weirder. Not just they got weird, but weirder. But like, no, like, um, uh, you had taken one of my high school photos and just like redrawn it. Yeah. But it was like a you picture. It wasn't like photorealistic, but it yeah. was like, you know, Vanessa in the style of April. Yeah. And I, I, th- I thought that was so much like fun. Like, like April 
was this, you know, like funny, bold person who drew pictures of me. Man. <laughs> and and you didn't even tell me. Hopefully, it was that one picture. No, yeah, that's the only one. But the, <laughs> but then but then like uh, uh I like, I remember drawing little cartoons and stuff. Yeah, like. we drew a lot of cartoons. Um, but okay, uh, uh, my turn. No, well, how, what do you remember about me? What the, was your impression? The, well, was... of the first time. Well, I didn't like immediately just give you a photo and you're like oh this is the first time i've seen april is when she's giving me a photo of her uh you know like i don't remember those really early some, like, it was like i remember just you being class. with jennifer all the time and then you guys were like allowed me to hang out with you and i was like super touched and i was like okay i'll just sit here because like for my whole freshman year like uh-huh. i didn't know where to sit like <laughs> that was a whole year of like for lunchtime you yeah mean. during lunchtime and that was like that was a not fun year. Like I was like I think I had pretty much blocked it out from a lot of my memory um until it like has to specifically come up but um yeah, like I just ended up hanging out with you guys and then I ended up clicking and laughing a lot with you and Jennifer and like it just it just proceeded from there. Cool. So you had positive memories of me. Not Yeah, I, I actually didn't know first. about the rivalry until like much later. Okay. How about yeah. you? So, who's next, Eric? Eric, memories of both Vanessa and myself. Yes, go. Oh. You're on the hot seat. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel like I first um, met you in in middle school, or knew about you in middle school. I remember you were just like super popular, and you were like. I don't remember if it was like the color guard or like the pep guard, and like you're oh, just no, like she was one, of those. one of like the super popular cool kids, and I was just like, oh, I'd never be able to become friends with this person because we live in such different worlds. <laughs> I have an image of Eric in middle school, so Eric's a year younger than Vanessa and myself, and I have an image of him crouching by the force no by the punch ball court like during lunchtime, and wishing everybody a happy Kwanzaa as they passed by, and I was like. That kid's weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I remember doing that. I don't remember why I did that, but I definitely remember doing that. I think I enjoyed being weird. Yeah, like it was like my thing. Yeah, and so much has not changed. <laughs> How about Vanessa? Vanessa, isn't it fuzzy? It's so fuzzy because I remember like the entire year of us like practicing our speech together so Vanessa and I um and April too we're all in speech and debate but Vanessa and I became go speech go Ms. Novak go Ms. Novak <laughs> Arcadia High School 2000-2001 oh, um, but but we um I don't know how I, how I ended up getting to know you guys I remember I was looking for a, another duo partner and I don't remember how we met but we became duo partners no yeah I actually I feel like it was one of those things where almost like Athena popped like full born out of um Zeus's head <laughs> like I imagine our friendship just like it just was and then there was friendship yeah like we moved straight from like going hey what's your name hi I'm Vanessa hi I'm Eric you know? I always thought that that Greek myth thing was so weird. Like, why would Athena just pop out of Zeus's head? But that's I enjoyed, why she was so wise. I enjoyed your deployment of that in relation to your and Eric's oh, friendship. Oh, I've been holding but this metaphor is, back for a while until is, this very moment. Who is Zeus in this situation? Oh, life. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Arcadia High. Like speech and debate. 
be anybody. Just, you just insert someone there. And suddenly there was friendship. And it's so funny because, like, um, I was just talking to Eric about, you know, like, uh, how, you know, like childhood friendships. And, like, I've been particularly blessed to have, like, friendships. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Or hashtag YOLO. Um, just uh to have friendships like throughout my life like whether it's um you know elementary school or middle school or whatever it is like just in each stage there's been a moment of you know like really connecting with someone and having that person still belong to my life so um and then those people know you as you were back then and then have that moment to say oh like you were this person back then and now you you are who you are now, which, mm-hmm. you know, like we talk a lot about how maybe fundamentals of our personalities haven't changed, even though the way we express it sometimes does. But um, yeah, I guess we wanted to just, you know, riff on friendship because I think it's like a very important part of just your mental health well-being. But um, other than our first impressions of each other, what are our impressions of each other now? Oh no! But 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 instead of describing us in words, we have to act it out. <laughs> no, because that would not be good. Because that'll for work out really well over a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now look, I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, everybody stopped listening. The last two people stopped. What do we think about each other now? Or okay, how about how about this? How about one way each person has changed? And we can just, we don't have to go, you name something about Eric, and then you name something about mm-hmm. me. Maybe we can just go in a circle, like, whoever on your right or on your left. Um, I think, like, knowing Eric, it's so interesting that I have known Eric as, almost as long as I've known you, Vanessa. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just see an incredible amount of, like, positive change in self-awareness and... No, he's just so much more of a complex person than I ever knew in high school. Like, Eric in high school was like, you know, the boy who's a year younger than us, but hung out with us and was also dating one of our friends. Like, you know, and so I never really had like too like much of a complex, like, you know, or too much of an understanding of like who Eric was. But over the years, I feel like I've really gotten to know that and enjoy it a lot i don't know eric i don't know i don't want to say any more than that because it okay. would just go on forever but <laughs> we're just gonna wax poetic about each other Vanessa, you're basically the same <laughs> hello hello so in, in commemoration here's another portrait <laughs> yes. april style um wait wait uh eric What's yeah. what's one way that April has changed or or um, me? I feel like I have a, or just I have a similar experience where I, I I feel like I didn't know April maybe as well in high school, but I feel like since then I've got to know um, like April has kind of a dark edge to her, um, and and she has like really really it's like a it's like a like a darker um, sense of humor. Um, and, uh, sometimes a very direct way of approaching things and talking about them that I think is very admirable. Cause I think sometimes it, it, it takes a lot of courage to kind of bring up things that are uncomfortable to talk about. Um, and I think that it's something that she does, uh, very gracefully, or it's not something that I knew, um, 
uh, that was part of her personality before. What's what's uh, more admirable, the dark sense of humor? <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's I think it's like a dark sense of humor, but it, it 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 sometimes pokes at very kind of like serious things that can be uncomfortable to to talk about, like my crushing sense of self doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it in the room, actually. No, I'm just playing. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I feel like um, I, I know I, I I used to get a lot of comments about how you and I are very similar and we're like personality twins. Um, but I feel like since I've known you, um, you've um grown to be a more like a much more empathetic and understanding person. Oh, thank um, God. Than I, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 but no, 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 but like a much more empathetic and understanding person than than I than I am. Um, and and like um, uh, false. Or, or, <laughs> just, or just like I, I, I feel like you, you have a a gift for. Um, really getting inside other people's eyes, and I feel like that's part of what makes talking to you so easy. Is that um, you're you're very good at kind of intuiting what's going on, not only within my head but within like the heads of a lot of people that you talk to. And you're really good at asking kind of like probing or clarifying questions that that gets to kind of the root of you know why people believe things that they do, or kind of poking at you know why it is they 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 they're picking. The way they tick. I'm not the most eloquent person, but no, it works. Um, but yeah, really and, and yeah, yeah, and 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 um, I, I I feel like I I hear you or I, I have experienced many times where you've brought up something where it was just like, oh yeah, that wouldn't have been something I'd considered, but it was something that you're clearly like putting yourself in the other person's shoes, um, like um, yeah. I only put myself in the shoes of my enemy. That's to destroy them. <laughs> to destroy them. There you go. Sorry, I totally like didn't want to minimize your like really nice compliment, <laughs> but I had to say it was um, getting uncomfortable. It was getting uncomfortable. You guys are just staring at each other. It's like well, I'm looking down at the table, holding my armpits because I'm so sweaty. <laughs> it's still very hot in the room, by the way, everybody. Um, on my part, um, I think uh, when I think about how April has changed, um, there's a sense of bravery that comes from a very different place. I think um, I've always thought of you as kind of like one of my like wisest, funniest friends. And see, I can't even look you in the eye when I say all these <laughs> really <laughs> nice like, things. Staring dejectedly at the floor. This is, this is, this is the, the Asian way, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make eye contact. While you're saying. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Eric because you weren't like looking at me. So I was like, okay, get better talk about Eric. (laughs) (laughs) But I think like um, after kind of like going through like a lot of the things that we've gone through together, I feel like the bravery now comes from a a more self-aware place and from a place where you, you recognize a lot of, you know, your own inadequacies or you know like what you feel like you're working on or you know what your strengths and weaknesses are and then you're you're acting on that and try not to act on chest from those places of like hurt or um things like that where like i think sometimes people there's like a sense of bravado when we're young where um like i think you were a very brave person but sometimes like when we're you know, brave without knowing, it's not as useful as being brave when you're operating from a place of knowledge, you know, like, I'm putting myself at risk here, but I'm going to do this thing anyway. You know, when I hear you talk about dating and everything that you've learned, like, 
that to me is is <laughs> the kind of bravery that comes from like a knowledge you know versus like you know putting yourself you know looking before you leap that's like a different kind of bravery so and then with eric i think um i i admire um how much more you're willing to live in like the question i love this phrase now because it's so ambiguous but like living in the question and and i think that um you're okay with ambiguity and you're okay with working things out and i think that type of living is hard because a lot of times we're trying to nail those things down for ourselves you know so so the fact that you're willing to explore and be open is i think speaks to a lot of um that's it's brave in its own way you know it's like it's brave in the sense that you're um you're not like well this is just the way that it has to be and this is the way that the world operates like um I think before you might not even, you might have been like going along with the flow a little more, you know, and there was a, a lot more like sense of like you being easygoing and happy go lucky, which is nice. It's like, it's nice to like be, you know, be someone who brings a lot of positive energy into the room. But when you, you know, like, I think you've added a dimension of like also being like self-aware of, you know, who you are and just a growing sense of that, but also like aware, aware of what's going on in the world, you know? And like a lot of people can be aware of what's going on in the world and like just not take things in stride or, you know, like want to be angry and frustrated all the time. But I think you've taken like, like really productive steps towards like, either fighting against that or helping like in your own little ways in your conversations with people to help help them come to new understandings about that kind of stuff so yay that's all pat each, each other <laughs> up on the back yeah, yeah. <laughs> i and actually like I, I i secretly make my friends do this all the time and now i've gotten it on podcast that you guys have done this because it's good to have a check-in are you, you know? serious you've made you tricked me into doing something no i, I did not friendship check-in like a like a like an annual trained. like an annual review. Give me that photo picture that I drew you back. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's somewhere in my boxes in my garage, and you'll never find it. For you, April, like when you think about how you deal with friendship now and um, how you used to create friendships and keep friendships, like, is there any big differences that you find? Um, I don't. That's such a hard question because I don't think that I'm too terribly conscious of it, at least definitely back then. But I think um, one thing I think about when I think about friendships now is like the need for flexibility. And just kind of like letting someone else just live their lives and not having any expectations really on the other person. And that's what helps keep friendships alive is that like you're allowing each other to be exactly who you are and not putting any restrictions or any expectations. At least for me, that's what I feel. And but if you are a good person and, and you do have a real friendship, then, you know, you will build, you'll both still benefit from the friendship and then, you know, not have to put too much work into it. I don't know. That seems terrible. But, like, I, I think having faith in the friendship and having faith in the other person and not needing to do things for other people or or ask for things for from your friends, you know, just letting it be and exist in its natural state. 
because so many things in our lives are so demanding that like your friendship should be a real source of like joy you know so can i play devil's advocate for just a second sure Uh, that sounds like you want friendship without expectations and like how is that even possible well what are the expectations that you place on friendships or you think that are parts Mm. of friendships uh just the the sense of like okay if i ask you to be here in an emergency you'll be here or um uh what's another expectation I, i don't know like sometimes i I expect my friends to understand where I'm coming from a lot of times, like without me having to go, please understand where I'm coming from. I don't know. Do you, do you know what I'm saying though? I mean, I think that I'm thinking of long-term friendships where these things, all these kinks are sort of worked out already. Whereas like when I think about like our friendship, we've been friends since we were 14 years old. So that's oh, gosh. 17 years now. Definitely Is that right? Um, and all those things are just a part of it. Like, of course I will be there for you in an emergency. Like, that's not an expectation that you place on me because mm-hmm. that's something that I will already do for you. Do you understand the difference? Like, letting something naturally happen than rather than asking someone to do something. You know, like, I guess having faith that knowing that I will do that even if you don't ask me or explicitly say something. Hmm. Or if maybe I don't understand what you're talking about and you're having an issue, like, I will try to understand, you know, and do my best to understand. And maybe I can't understand because, like, you are a completely different person with a completely different brain, but I'll do my best to empathize and, you know, make try to make you feel better in, in any kind of way. And, I mean... I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Sorry. No. Brain no. part. No, no. I, I, and I think that's that, that's like a very different stage of friendship. Um, and I feel like it takes a really long time to get to that point. I feel like uh, because I have very few friends that I've known for as long as um, I've known the both of you. I think you guys probably. Yeah, like the friends that I've known the longest. I tend to think when I think of friendships, I I think of them in terms of like the earlier stages. And you had mentioned earlier that like this sounds terrible, no expectations. But like I sometimes take uh, like subconsciously a very utilitarian like view of friendships where it's kind of based on this idea of and I think I've talked to you guys about this before like social capital where it's like when you engage in a new relationship or new friendship with someone it's like they're opening an account at your bank and so like everyone starts off with a certain amount of credit that's just like benefit of the doubt credit and then it's like after they like mess up by like not showing up or like just doing horrible things or just saying bad things, it's like their credit with you at your bank either goes up or goes down. And at a certain point, it's like I'm just gonna have to close your account. And 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 a lot a lot of times with friendships that aren't as mature, I feel like there's this subconscious like mental horrible calculation that occurs, whereas like is it worth it for me to continue to invest my time and my energy um, in trying to understand or, you know, a cater or whatever it is that, you know, you need to do at the beginning of friendships when things aren't quite at that point where things are just flowing and yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that just like, you know, friendships are just like relationships where um, they're best when you aren't asking, but you're giving and, someone who is a friend will 
also be giving. And so you are both receiving without asking. Um, and, and it's just sort of like, um, I guess for me, like in response to sort of like your social capital thing, I'm sure something like that happens in everyone's mind. It's just not as like concrete, you know? And so I don't think that it's like a horrible, terrible thing. I mean, I think that you're doing something smart, which is out, you know, comparing the benefits versus the drawbacks. And like, yeah, it's not good to have a person in your life who's like horrible and toxic, even if they do one thing every now and then. Like clearly you shouldn't have that person in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on the in the same way, like yeah I think I do that too like but I just don't do it as concretely and so like it doesn't seem like a scheme to me it's just like a natural reaction of like feeling somebody else out you know like how do we naturally interact with one another like as our friendship progresses like do we feel the need to interact or do we not feel the need to interact or like under what circumstances is it is it only during like crises or is it like you know on more a more regular basis um, and then all, di- all friendships are different. Like I have this, like, I was thinking about this the other day that I have this like informal in my mind, kind of like network of people whose brains work like mine, you know, usually mm-hmm. women and we're the people or these are the girls who I can call at like three in the morning. If like, I can't sleep because something is driving me crazy and I don't think that I can make it to like, you know, the morning without like going insane, you know, like, and and they can call me and like I sometimes often have very intense conversations at like eight in the morning you know like right before I walk into work or something like that and like if I don't talk to that person you know maybe once between these crises it doesn't mean that they're like not real friends it's just like there are different kinds of friendships and I think that as I've gotten older I've learned to really accept and welcome just different types of people different kinds of interactions and like you know one friendship will change you know over a course of like how many years you know like that that's kind of like the great thing about my friendship with Andy is that I don't know it's kind of funny like we always sort of consciously talk about our friendship when big changes happen like when he moves like the hundredth time you know Mm -hmm. or like he has a significant other or I have a significant other and we always acknowledge that it's that our friendship is always going to be changing and this is just a new stage of it and that it doesn't change how we feel about each other or anything like that. So I don't know. I think like flexibility, um, try not to have like rules or anything like that because I think people tend to like build resentment and then like, you know, aren't able to like see what brought you together as friends in the first place, which is just the enjoyment of the other person. I just talked for a really long time. Which I totally enjoyed. I mean, it it helped me think about a couple of things. I mean, even what you were saying, Eric, like it's this utilitarian view. And I, you know, I don't think it's crazy. I think, um, I think there's a point where it goes too far. Cause like, even I think about a triage, like sometimes, and you know, I'm like, a bank (laughs) hospital. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's very much like a, okay, um, if I invest this much time in this person, like, this is the result, or if I invest this much time in this person, especially when you have a scarcity of resources. That's how I think of it. Like, as a person who's older, who doesn't um, have as much time, you know, like, to, you know, to go this place or that place, or to, I don't have that much money, like, whatever, whatever your resources are, I just don't have as much of it anymore, you know? And so, um, 
you know, I, I think about where to invest those resources and where is where is it going to have the most reap the most benefit for whoever's involved in the relationship? And and I when I find myself doing that, I I'm appalled. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, who am I turning into? I'm turning into this person who makes you know, like you said, calculations and and very you know. Uh, the calculations are usually like, okay, well, how, how will I most benefit here? You know, and, or how will the relationship thrive, whatever. But I think I, I'm not sure. Cause it always brings me to the discussion of like really hard friendships, you know, like those friendships that, you know, you struggle with like that when things are good and they're good and you're having fun, but when they're bad, they're like, why are we still friends? Things like that. And, and your scarcity of resources coming from that mentality is like, well, there's no point. There's no, there's nothing that's driving this forward or there's, we're not benefiting from it. And I think, I think that's wrong. I think there's like, I don't, but I don't know where to draw the difference between like a hardship, hard friendship and like a, someone who's like not as good for you, like a toxic person or like an emotional vampire type of person. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you guys deal with that because I haven't figured that out. I'm still like constantly talking to people about it because I'm like, I don't know. This person said this and this is how it made me feel. And I don't know why we still hang out sometimes. And like, you know, you had you were talking about that person who you remember why you don't hang out with that person once you start hanging out with that person again. Right, yeah. So I'm wondering what, what your strategies are, um, Eric. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think, um, I, I feel like I have very few difficult friendships. Um, and I feel like I'm trying to think of toxic friendships. I, I feel like I generally do a pretty good job of, again, like going back to that very utilitarian mindset in terms of it's, it's, it's not so much like, what do I stand to gain from the relationship necessarily as much as it is like, like what has my interaction been with you and kind of what kind of, I'm going to use the word credit again, but what kind of credit have you built such that when you do certain things, like if I take that in a very negative way or if I let it slide because it's like, it's something that's out of character for you, this isn't how you normally are, or if it's a pattern that I notice that every time I talk to you, you seem like you're just got like a maybe like a RBF <laughs> like just really unhappy the 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 the, the rest resting bitch face oh. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like you're like really unhappy to see me or like I always feel like I'm on the like I'm on the wrong side of your personality like for some reason I piss you off and I don't know why that is um and I feel like I the way I tend to respond to that is by just avoiding it and I don't know if that's necessarily the right way to do things it's just what I do because I find it the easiest um because I mean it's like if you don't put time and effort into a friendship you can allow it to just like naturally gradually die without there being like a very dramatic showdown that leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth but if you just kind of drift apart then it kind of leaves the door open for rekindling that friendship in the future um rather than like i don't know burning that bridge i suppose yeah. it's just one less traveled yeah i mean i think like friendships f are like the one part of my life that i really don't put too much thought into and i think that's why it's probably one of the most enjoyable parts of my <laughs> life and most I, I find that i'm like most you know quote like successful so to say like 
that, you know, I'm really just going instinct and like, do I enjoy being around this person? And um, I don't have to see them once a year. I don't have to see them once every two years, you know, like I'll still consider a really good friend, a really good friend if I haven't talked to them in five years. Um, because I know that there's like a genuine connection and a genuine enjoyment and like support, you know, from that other person. And I don't know, it's just pretty basic. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm definitely one of those people who overthinks it and spends a lot of my mind space doing that, which, you know, to, to probably to my detriment, um, um, or, or in some ways I do have to, um, I do need to work those things out in my mind in order to like find a plan of action, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I think my attitude towards friendships has changed a lot in terms of, um, like, uh, I, and I was just talking about this with, um, Eric is like being a friend in order to get friends. And like, I think there was a lot of time spent in my like first two years of college, just trying to like figure you're one, one, you're trying to figure out who you are. And then two, you're trying to figure out how you can get people to like you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I spent a lot of time doing that and like I would go over and um, above and, and, and that actually just brought me a lot of unhappiness, you know? And I think that was a source of a lot of my loneliness because I was like, well, these efforts aren't producing results. Like what's wrong? You know, like, so then it became like, what's wrong with me? And then it became the cycle of like awful, like feelings about, you know, who I am and I must not be cool enough or not even just cool enough, like likable or, or uh, someone to be around or whatever that was. And that was a lot of, <laughs> that, that was a lot of, um, where my depression and loneliness stemmed from. But then I think I started to have a different attitude towards that. But I also found like, like-minded people who, who were not able to find enjoyment in friendships that they thought they had or wanted to have or you know like so there's like a mental shift that happened you know but like i think there's always that readjustment what i what i like about what you said even though you're you think you're avoiding people sometimes like the distance helps friendships actually i think like i think like when when sometimes um like we're ten we tend to be reactive like if you let something lie but not fester. Like if, if, if it obviously bothers you, then you have to return to it. But if it like becomes a non-issue, then that's okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's really treading the line, especially since my documentary is about silence, (laughs) you know? No, but I think also like silence, this isn't necessarily, I don't know. I I don't know if I'm disagreeing or agreeing with you, but like sometimes it's fine to just let things Mm-hmm. you know you don't need to spot a conflict and then fix it immediately you know or like strategize and come up with like what did you do wrong and where did they do wrong and how to like um you know fix the situation but like sometimes just let it be and like that's not necessarily lazy it's just kind of like letting events you know giving space letting things air out and seeing where the chips lay you know and i think that lie and i think that that's totally fine like um I had another point that I was going to say. Oh, yeah. And, like, and what is a friendship? A friendship is, like, I see you for who you are, and I love that. And I like being around that, you know? And, like, you see me for who I am authentically, and you like that, and you like being around that, too. Mm -hmm. You know? So when we get into the game of, like, I'm going to be, like, 
more like this for this person. I'm going to be more like that for this person. You tend to lose the shape of who you are, which I think is what we were talking about in our last episode, Eric, which is like trying to be yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, consistently. And so like, you know, you're kind of like, sort of like building that outline of who you are, you know, not in that it's rigid and that you can't change and like, this is who I am, you know, but just, it's a great thing. It's like, you know, recognizing who, what makes you Eric and then like putting that out there and accepting whatever you get back. And it's brave and it's scary, but I think that it's ultimately like very, very rewarding because you're rewarded with people who will genuinely enjoy who you are. That makes sense. I think so. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I feel like sometimes very easy to kind of fall into certain, certain like patterns, though. Especially, I feel like when you're within a certain group of people that maybe expects you um, to act a certain way or to fulfill a certain role within the group. If it's like a set group that has a certain kind of history, where maybe one person is, you know, like the more self-centered person who like causes a lot of drama <laughs> like you have like other people who like fill out different roles like one person's the peacemaker who's always trying to like get everyone to like work things out and then like one person's like the person who comes like up with fun ideas for things like I don't I, I don't I'm trying to reconcile my idea of like trying to be genuine to who I am with like feeling like sometimes there are these different roles that pop up within friend groups um and kind of like how i feel about that it's kind of like being in a like a D D adventuring party <laughs> where you're like you like yeah. you know <laughs> i mean i yes. think i think that's totally fine like i think that as long as people are happy in those roles and as long as there's a flexibility to be sort of different or different um then it's okay i don't know i think like it is really funny, like, the way that I approach friendships is so much different from any other part of my life because I am totally just, like, easy come, easy go, you know? Like, hey, it's totally fine if we fill these roles and and we've had these roles forever. I mean, if everyone's happy with that, you know? And then it's totally fine if someone decides that they want to change and be a little different. Like, that's totally cool, too. Um, but I know what you're saying. Like, once you have already an established dynamic, it's, like, difficult to to deviate from that um it's like a script that creates a sort of comfort um that you can fall into or fall back on right yeah yeah and and you know it can be said that like friendships are comforting you know and they should they should provide you know a safe place i guess yeah i think um just my two thoughts on that are like um for Eric, like, uh, one thing that I find myself doing is, like, just turning certain aspects of myself, like, volume up or volume down. Um, and then when I'm conscious of it, like, if I'm playing to someone's ex- expectations and that's not true to who, how I'm feeling at the moment, that's when I call myself and check myself, you know. But if it's something that I want to be doing, like, sometimes, like, like, in the different like groups of my friends like I have a bunch of like friends that are much younger and I find myself being older sister and unless unless they don't welcome that role or I'm I'm doing that as a default and it's not helping and I'm actually just doing it to like make myself look better then then that's where it's like 
mm, maybe not so much today, Vanessa, like, you know, just let them be kids, you know, and let them express themselves the way that they want to, oops, sorry, express themselves. And, um, on the other, on the other part though, um, when it becomes like, there's a difference, I think, between it becoming unsafe. And then there's a, um, a time when it's just like, you're like phoning it in, you know, like there's, 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 there's times where like, when, when I fall into a pattern and and, and it's that idea of like, whether or not you're being yourself or not, like mm. that you just kind of like, you know, um, like I find it like the, the word of like authenticity like comes up where like, there's definitely old friends where, um, and this happens, I think sometimes with like some of my college friends, like we'll all come together at a wedding and it's usually with those people that I'm not closest with that. Like, I just kind of like default, you know, cause that's like what our interaction has been before. And then, um, or, or if I try to show a different face, like they actually don't like receive that as well Mm -hmm. and then i'm like well that was embarrassing and awkward and i never wanted to have it again but then like i think those people end up like not really being the people that you're like friends friends with you know like i've 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 gone to enough like weddings and reunions and stuff like that to go like well if this is the idea of that person excuse me if that is that person's idea of me and that's something that they're not willing to change, then I'm not going to go around trying to convince them. Cause that was actually causing a lot, me a lot of anxiety was like going to these old, like high school, not high school reunions or college reunions or whatever, but like we'd all come back together, we'd be reminiscing. And then I was, I was still that person from their memory in college. And I was like, Oh, I'm like a different person. And then I go around trying to like prove that I'm this different person, you know, like mm. I'm like, I've got nuances and different layers. Like I'm in a parfait or onion, whatever you want to call it. And <laughs> you know, like, but then I would just come back angry, you know? And I was like, what is going on? Like, I'm just angry all the time and you know, no more, like whatever they want to feel about me is fine. But it's those people who like kind of matter that you're not like performing for you know i don't know that's that's probably the beginning of the question is like who are those people for you you know i i think that something should be said about like when it comes to sort of being flexible with people is like you can't look at one situation as like this total isolated incident and like existing in a vacuum you know like say a particular friend interaction is a little off and like I am not myself or something like that and you're like well blah 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 well it's like what else is going everyone every single person has a whole entire life mm-hmm. that they're dealing with you know and it's not you can't just be like oh so and so was like acting this way toward me or something like that and it's like a totally isolated thing you know like the interaction between person A and person B is like pure. Well, there are like a thousand million hundred forces acting on those two different people. And like, how can you really judge like, you know, an interaction? Um, Example. Example? Mm -hmm. Um, We're always trying to bring in. Yeah. Like I woke up one day and I had a flat tire and then I showed up late for work and I was sweaty and unpleasant. And then someone talked to me about something that I told him yesterday about. So I bit his head off because I was just hasn't having a great day. 
And then he came over to hang out with us and he seemed a little off. And then he said something to you that was a little different from normal, but he didn't really want to go into explaining his terrible day. And then you could call me later and be like, um, I don't know. Did I do something or did I say something wrong? Because did Eric seem like weird to me or something like that? And I mean, I kind of said this to him a week ago and maybe that like, like put a bad taste in his mouth and like, you know, the interaction between, well, you don't know what's happening to Eric, even though he's like a really good friend of yours. And also you don't maybe don't account for things that are going on in your life that are making you like a bit, I don't know, sensitive or like, you know, worried about stuff like that, you know, like not to say that every, like all behavior is excusable, but like, that's what I mean when I say like, you know, having flexibility with the people around you because you Mm -hmm. really have no idea Mm -hmm. like what they're dealing with at that moment. Mm -hmm. And I think another thing that you brought up that's very important is that, um, I feel like sometimes we, play our own significance within other people's lives i know totally it's like no one cares about your wedding as much as you do no one gives two about your wedding i'm sorry two craps about your wedding like no one cares but it is the most important day of your life you know and Mm -hmm. it's for everyone else just something to get through to get to the food and the cake at the end right right and so it it, you, you brought up that it's like it's rarely maybe even if ever your fault that's usually a lot of other things that are going on and to not put all of the onus of that on yourself right yeah that's important yeah friends dropping wisdom that was a lot more serious conversation than i thought we were going to have about friendships that was all going to be personal portraits and (laughs) oh yeah happy kwanzaa (laughs) (laughs) oh man well let's 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 end on a note that's like um you know like upbeat and 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 exciting okay eric eric is the exciting one in our group Everyone and I are big fuddy duddies. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. I, I just, I, I really enjoy having friends that that continue to kind of challenge me to grow in ways that. Um, this is still serious. Oh, okay. So lighthearted. Just kidding. Cute. Continue. Oh no, I just, I, I enjoy that, and um, I, I feel like I sometimes, um, it's interesting because I feel like I have, I have really, really interesting and exciting friends that do interesting, exciting things, and sometimes. Um, it's like living vicariously through them, but other times it's like when they invite you in to like share an experience with them, it's like broadening your own horizons, and I really enjoy that as well. Um, so that's a good time. Yeah. I recently got into like handgun shooting a lot because of the influence of one of my friends. Wait, can, can we come? Yeah. No, we can totally go. It'll be super fun. There's, like, one by the LAX firing range. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really awesome because they let you just, like, for one fixed fee, try out as many handguns as no you way. want. Way. I know, it, like, some people are really, really scared of guns. <laughs> <laughs> April got really quiet. Yeah. <laughs> right? I was like... <laughs> and April's like... Hmm. <laughs> well, okay, what's... Where's, um... Like, where's... If you become new friends with someone, where is someone that you like somewhere or something that you like to do with them once you know them better? Like, what's something you like to share with them? Mm. Well, when you guys, like, when we were over there talking between podcasts, I, like, really had 
an extremely strong urge to get dinner and have a movie like because that's what we do together yeah and like i'm just like oh i really want to do that right now but i know that we have stuff to do but Mm -hmm. i don't know i know that's not really addressing the question but i just felt i needed to share no yeah dinner and a movie patterns that we have Mm -hmm. enjoyable patterns food i like i like taking people to karaoke but not everyone's down for that um and so sometimes i might like start them off on like asian karaoke we're just like in the room by yourselves um and you have the entire room to yourselves before we graduate to like mainstream karaoke at a bar yeah but i i that's something i i really enjoy doing um i feel like that brings me a lot of joy and i enjoy sharing that with people who are willing to come along for the ride how about you, Vanessa? I, like, ask a question. I hate when I ask a question I actually don't have an answer. I'm, like, really excited to hear everybody else's. And then I'm like, oh, my, my turn? Oh, dear. <laughs> Me? Uh, okay. I think, um, I mean, I kind of default just to trying new foods with people. And especially if the food um, experience is interactive, that, to me, gives me a lot of pleasure. And just... Like KBBQ? Yeah, like KBBQ. Like, even just, like, like... Um, on a Sunday afternoon, going to this hotel and just like walking up and down, like eating lunch and then getting dessert and just talking and just walking through the stores. Like that to me, like it's almost like the way that people interact with food and the way that they share food or share that food experience that tells me how much I'll be able to be good friends with them. I think that's always a good indicator for me. I think that that same goes for me too. I knew you'd give a good answer and I just piggyback on that. <laughs> That's our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back that picture, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Never! Ha, ha, ha.